Welcome to the Washdown Podcast, episode 64, and tonight we are talking with police officers Matt Bloom and Brian Caniglia, and we had a great conversation, talked about a lot of interesting stuff, those guys have some great stories, um, so I hope you enjoy the episode, we had a great time shooting it, um, also I just want to reiterate, um, if you are having a problem and struggling reach out. The resources are out there. Um, and if you know somebody that's struggling, reach out to them, be that peer support person for them. It doesn't have to be, you know, official or whatever, but just reach out. So anyway, here we go. Episode 64 of the Washdown podcast with police officers, Matt Bloom and Brian Caniglia. Here to my left. If you want to, yeah. I'm okay. Fine. Yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> officer, <laughs> officer, 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 Bloom. At least you pronounced it correctly. Yeah, Bloom. Bloom, Y'all ready for this? Would we have to pay copyright if we had like the Chicago Bulls entry music? Oh shit! <laughs> like, yeah, probably. Ah, oh, damn it! Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think the the five dollars that we've made off this podcast so far would cover that. I don't think we tell them, and just we just kind of skirt that on but see the problem is they'll strip all your sound like they won't just strip that they'll strip the whole thing oh yeah yeah, that's true then you just get a like Mm. it's just rude just take the video down (laughs) yeah like they do that shit on tiktok all the time and i'm scrolling it's like this video has no sound i'm like well then just take it down yeah (laughs) but no the the video is still fine it's just you can't have the audio yeah like here look at this hot girl but don't touch her Uh, (laughs) don't in fact don't even look at it (laughs) (laughs) holy shit Oh, all right. Well, guys, thanks for coming. Appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. So why don't we go ahead and you guys, or are you going to do the introduction? No, I'll, I'll. No, go ahead. Oh, uh, sitting to my left (laughs) over here, standing at six foot two, 200 pounds. No, he's way more than 200. Yeah. Yeah. I'm being nice. Six, six, four, 252, actually. Six, four, 252. Officer, 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 officer. Bloom. Thank you. <laughs> His first name's Matt or Matthew. I guess if he's in trouble, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew. No, oh, did you get, oh, the, yeah. get the middle initial too? I don't even know. Oh, what that it was is. like it was Matthew Thomas. <laughs> that, oh, was, that was usually oh, my damn. mom. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yes. So I I am Brian Caniglia, um, standing at a five two sultry <laughs> five four or six five six usually. Definitely not five four. I'm not Kevin Hart height. 160 pounds. I don't know if that does that. Soak, I, soaking wet vest and all, right? Yeah, that was be yeah. in like third grade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to lose a little weight too. You know, get a little leaner. Yeah. Well, that's just no fun. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, if that's, I mean, you do you, honey. Yeah. yeah. You do you. Thank you. Every. Thank you. Eventually, someone always makes poor life choices. At some mm-hmm. point in your life, that happens, and that's a bad one. That's true. Yeah, it's true. Maybe I should come by your guys' station get some more uh, get some more food. Probably, we yeah. always seem to have extra extra food. Okay. Yeah, I like that. At Just least... sneak, sneak in during one of our mini naps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you said it, not me. Hey, <laughs> you know, twenty four hour shift. You better take a nap. True. So. Oh yeah, I couldn't do that. No. I, you guys' schedule kind of trips me out though, like I can't get a handle on it, and I mean we have firefighters too that work the Berkeley schedule that 
I, I can't understand that. But there's isn't even like that. It's like yeah, it, it changes every week. Yeah, yeah, like literally every, rotating every week. Like yeah. one week we'll have like what is it? Four weeks of five on, three off. Yes, and then three weeks of four on, four off. Yeah, but so it's like only a, four off. It's not three weeks of four on. It's only two weeks of four on. Well, it, it's kind of dumb because you're like, I enjoy my forty hour weeks, my fifty hour weeks. That fifth day, it's brutal. Yeah, I mean, like I'm in just, the middle I'm of done. that fourth day, you're just like, damn. Yeah, I gotta you, be here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You're just done. I mean, that yeah. But like one week, you'll have like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off, and then the next week you'll be off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then the next week. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Then you, you go into the fours. Alternate nights and days, or is it no. always? No, I was on PMs for years here. Uh, good, what, eight years? Now I'm day shift. Okay. Love it. So awesome. I, my day starts at 630. I'm up at eh, quarter to five. Do and that, that get, a, get a good workout in? Yeah, it's called, it. yeah it's called coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get up. And go work out. He just gets his coffee. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's yeah. still he's still taller than you. That's true. <laughs> That's why I don't drink coffee because I'm expecting a growth spurt one day at thirty five. <laughs> I think it'll you know come. what? Keep hope alive. I know. <laughs> you, get, you have to. <laughs> Good. Oh that's awesome. <laughs> well, it's funny though, because you say that, like my cousin. Mm-hmm. is about your size yeah maybe he might even be a little bit shorter and for the longest time like his ambition in life until he was eh, probably a teenager he wanted to be a sumo wrestler that was like his thing we all have our callings yeah we and do he didn't quite make it no <laughs> i i yes yeah so anyway let's we'll start with you matt um what got you into law enforcement just kind of give us your background your story see and i've been asked that many times and i still don't have a true answer <laughs> you were drunk when you signed up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. kind of kind of a dare i guess <laughs> now it was back in 2000 uh i was running a tire shop up north a little town and i literally woke up on a on a sunday and i read the the paper for you younger cats. I'm 35. I'm it not was, that. It, it was, yeah. Okay. God, you guys are old. <laughs> James. Hmm. Shut up. What? Don't let this face fool you, okay? Yeah. yeah especially the hair. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No, the, 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 what was it? The Sunday paper saw a, an ad in it for law enforcement for Missouri Western there in St. Joe for the Academy. So I was like, this might be all right. So I went down, drove to St. Joe, and talked to those guys, and and uh, shoot, a couple months later, I was in the academy. So I started, I guess you'd call it a career. Uh, 2001 was the first, February 12th, 2001 was the first day in uniform. So started in a small town up in Maryville, and worked out several years, and it was great, because we got to do everything. So we were the patrolmen, we were crime scene we did uh, some of our own investigations. I mean, we only had two detectives there. So, yeah. I mean, we got to see it from the beginning to the end. Yeah. So, it was great. Great experience. So, then graduated to the big city life. <laughs> and then uh, took a break from law enforcement in 2007. 
went to uh, Iraq for a year. It's a nice vacation spot about that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. downtown Baghdad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was was great. great. Just clubbing and... Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Very humbling experience, though. But, uh, yeah, I took a break, signed up, did that. I was part of a a police transition team. I went over there to actually train the Iraqi National Police. I I was a civilian through different federal contracts. So the initial boss of me was the DOD, the Department of Defense. And I was embedded with the Army. And, I mean, did everything with them. I wore their exact same uniform. Mine just said U.S. Police instead of U.S. Army. And, I mean, there's, it's, it's, it's hard to explain. It's just a short time. There's so many mahalas or, like, neighborhoods. And there's, like, a little police division in every little neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I was in charge of the police guys, I mean, in downtown Baghdad. And that was very interesting. So one of the police stations that I had, I think there's like 138 police officers. And I was in charge of kind of like five of them. And out of those five, I think two of them were actually Iraqi police officers. Hmm. Three of them just came off the street and said, my family has been murdered by the insurgency. I want to help you go kill those guys. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. Well, see that little blue truck? Hop in it and follow us. So, I mean, and then we would do some on-site training, and then we would go on patrols with them, mounted and dismounted. So, I mean, we were kind of there to win the public back with those guys. Like, here's the face of your Iraqi National Police to the civilians on the street, and we're like, all right, go win the people back so did that for a while part of a warrant task force over there was assigned to a different squad did many fun things very humbling very yeah. humbling i would imagine that would be very interesting to try to reestablish a police force in the middle of a war zone <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like <laughs> cops are here uh, we don't care. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was, it was difficult at times. But then you'd hit some of those mahalas where the older generation that that you know was born and raised and lived through the Saddam Hussein era were like, we're done with that. We want something new. So they welcomed U.S. forces mm-hmm. and the coalition forces. They welcomed the Iraqi National Police there, and then. A large majority, the very outspoken ones, were like, no, we don't want you here. But then again, you're in the middle of a holy war. You had the Sunnis and the Shiites. I mean, they were bombing each other and killing each other left and right to the point where we're just, we'd step back and like, all right, let them <laughs> do it. Whoever wins, we'll go deal with that later. So, Hey, you, you put that rocket launcher down. Yeah. Put, put it down. <laughs> no, I mean, no, don't, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't you reload it? No. <laughs> yeah. I can't even, like, yeah, I, I can't even imagine that. I mean, I get it, you know, winning the hearts and minds, reestablish, you know, a sense of normalcy and all that stuff, but that must have been just, like, almost an impossible task. Every day you're beating the same dead horse. Yeah. If that dead horse wasn't going to blow up on the side of the road. Because they would 
kill their animals, their dogs or horses or goats, and lay them on the side of the road and stuff them full of bombs and wait for us to drive through. And they'd detonate it. And then you had the IEDs and the EFPs, which is a <laughs> copper-plated explosion that would melt armor prior to contact. It was that hot. That I mean, holy shit! Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, they're not idiots over there by any means. What? No, they've been fighting for a long time. Long time, yeah, long time. But my second day there, we were getting sniped. We were at a checkpoint because some of the army guys that I was with, they had a check on the the Iraqi army at different checkpoints and and within Baghdad. And it was kind of cool because all the streets were named off of sports teams or alcohol. <laughs> So like the, the first, military. Like, yeah, yeah. So like the first crew that came in there in 03, we were like, we can't pronounce this street. We don't know what this is. So they're like, we're going to call this Coors. And then Coors would go up to route Texas. And then Texas, they did have a main street, but then you'd have Packers and Vikings would meet at MV. And there was, you were always going to get shot out there. I mean, they had military. That's the rivalry. So, I mean, yeah. it makes sense. And like one of the hot routes was Budweiser. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, so if you were at the intersection of Budweiser and Kansas, where I was at that second day, and I'm not even in fatigues yet. Like, I don't even have BDUs on. So I'm just an all khaki, just, hey, look, look at look at the dumb civilians. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stuck out like a th- sore thumb. So I get out with that, that crew, and, I mean, I, when I got there, these young cats, when I say young cats, I think all the gunners, the oldest one was like maybe 20. They did 16 months. There's a couple of those guys that did their 19th and 20th birthday in Baghdad. Mm-hmm. And so when I get there, I think it was a week prior, their connexes were filled up. They're going to ship out, go home. And then they got the orders like, no, you're going to stay a couple more months. Yeah. <laughs> so then here comes this guy. I'm like, let's go pick a difference. And they're just like, damn. <laughs> but they did. <laughs> I mean, they did their job. So the point is, is that we get there, they're doing their thing, and you can hear the the gunfire. You can hear a couple of little pops, and it was hitting the the the, the T walls, big cement walls. And I'm kind of hunkered down, standing there with the sergeant. I'm like, "What the heck is going on?" <laughs> they're like, "I will pass." I'm just like, "What what what is going on? Seriously, <laughs> why am I here?" <laughs> Like, this is dumb. Questioning those life choices. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I yes. have fucked up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so then uh, we did our thing. The, another crew came in, and uh, the attack air, a couple of Apaches, and Blackhawks came in, and it was on an old abandoned hotel. Shocker. Like on the sixth, seventh floor of this hotel, and they just blew the shit out of it. So we're like, oh, we stand up, and everybody's grabbing their warm bottles of water and their Iraqi cigarettes and like, all right, now what? Well, let's go on to the next one. So it was, I, I remember that night cause I lived with those guys and the sergeant took an old saying out of uh, band of brothers when Blythe is in that foxhole mm-hmm. and that, uh, Oh, I can't remember the Lieutenant that came up to him. Spears. Mm-hmm. It was just like, you accept the fact that you're already dead and you'll be able to function as a soldier. So when you wake up, just you're dead. Just pretend that your life is going to end today, and you'll be able to function. And I was like, "That's the dumbest thing I've heard." <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. Yeah. 
it worked. And then did that 13 training here in the States for a month and then a year over there and came back and moved to Colorado, goofed off a little bit. And then my old boss called me and says, uh, what are you doing? I was like, nothing. He's like, you want to go to Afghanistan? I was like, when do we leave? <laughs> so then I was in Kandahar, did that for seven months, pretty much the same thing. Two different wars. Because in Iraq, we had President Bush. Mm-hmm. So the rules of engagement were a lot different than Obama in office when I was in Afghanistan. But very humbling nonetheless. Met great guys, still good friends with those guys. So, and then came back, and now here I sit. Then I reapplied. Now to go through another academy. I think I was the old, no, I was the second oldest in the second academy. And then, yeah, 10 years later, here I sit. I saw on, you know, the little bio that I had just sent me that you're a CIT officer. Yes. So is that, and I've talked to a couple of people and I don't remember, but is that like normal, like standard for you guys now, everybody going through it? Or because I went through the CIT class probably 15 years ago with some of you guys, and but it was a volunteer thing. In 2000, when I went through my first academy, it wasn't CIT then. I mean, that was 22, 21 years ago. Uh it was behavioral health and something else. I can't really remember what it was called. Mm-hmm. You had that training, but I think law enforcement has kind of brought that spectrum down to what we could focus on. Um, it'll be 30 years coming up in May, uh, 30-year anniversary, where a dear friend of mine back in my hometown shot and killed himself. I've seen, growing up on a Iowa farm boy, seen a lot of great things but a lot of a lot of death uh and then with my buddy uh taking his life at such a i was 15 i'm like nobody knew what even suicide was then mm-hmm. like where i grew up yeah. and lost when i came i've lost pretty much all the close buddies i grew up with i mean they're all gone uh one killed himself one was killed in a car accident another one at 32 had a heart attack so when I came to Kansas City and started this, they offered CIT classes. So I took the, the basic, the advanced, uh, the children's, the juvenile CIT, and then the veterans. And that was by far the, the best okay. course I had. So they've expanded it, obviously, since. Yes. The, now I don't know it. what they do with the. With the I thought the kids. academy does it. I think they I, make all of them do it now. I think I'm not a hundred percent sure. See, I'm but, not. I'm not either. I'm yeah, not it's, either. I thought I saw people coming out CIT certified. Because when I was yeah, because years ago when it was voluntary. Yeah. So I mean, I did a week of the basic, the advance, and then a week of the kid, and then I think it was like a three or four day class for the vets. Mm-hmm. I volunteered for all. Of them. So, I mean, it's just not for me to get that knowledge and that training to take it on the streets, but, I mean, it, 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 I mean, it is. I mean, it kind of it helps yourself, too, to be mm-hmm. able to bring yourself down to a level of who you're helping that particular time, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And, and that would have been my follow-up question of how much has that helped you in your career? Oh, a lot. I, and I, I take 
personal experiences that I've had in the past, and then the training that I've had, of course, and I mix them in together to help whoever on that particular call for service. So that's exactly why he's actually on this podcast. Um, I mean, if you want to tell him about that call. No, go ahead. You, so it was just a run-of-the-mill, what we, you know, stage for the PD on the psych call. We kind of pull down the street, see they're there, you know, so we roll in. Just the ambulance there. I don't even remember who your partner was, but we basically, if I remember right, we had like a, a juvenile teenager, young teenager that was had run away multiple times and she had done it again and mom was just kind of truthfully at her wits end i think with it like yeah not upset just emotionally exhausted more than yeah. anything yeah and drained. uh yeah <clears throat> and so you know i had my partner um take her to the ambulance with matt's partner and they were talking with her and we just talked with the mom and it was one of the for a run of the mill call for like a not you know not nothing really critical it was one of those calls where you actually felt like you did something and and, and it seems like in our line of work we only really do something if it's a critical call if it's a bad wreck or extricating or we're truly saving somebody's life it it didn't have that vibe to it, it but it for one of the very few times it seems like anymore we were actually making a difference just reassuring this mom talking her through the process and even when i was transporting the kid to the hospital like it was just continual dialogue with her just taking a step back realizing the situation and you know it was just a perfect storm i think that led around to it like i had some sleep that night bloom was in a good mood we weren't running our dicks off it was just everything fell in the right for us to actually and, and make that a difference and that little girl when she walked up to the house because she ran away i think she was threatening to go on 71 highway and jump in traffic yeah and then she thought twice and came back. And when she was walking up to to me on the front porch, I mean, I met her at, there at the steps, and she was just defeated. I mean, she didn't because it, it's kind of – it's not really protocol, but it is to make anybody that goes with you guys safe. So, I mean, she had a purse on her, so I was just like, and we're going to take your purse. You don't need this, anything on you. And she was just, like, defeated. Like, she gave up. And wanted help without screaming, I need help. So then when she went to the ambulance and then I spoke with mom, and I just keep it real with people. I've been doing this long enough, and I, I don't sugarcoat nothing. I, I, I tell them exactly, not really what they want to hear, but what they need to hear. Yeah. And there's a different way. It's just coming out and being gruff and just being a complete asshole. I mean, sometimes you you got to be. But that day, I just told mom straight up how it was. Because you could tell mom was defeated as well. Then with other kids in the house, yeah. I mean, she, she was done. So, I mean, mom was just bawling her eyes out. It was, I remember asking afterwards, I was like, hey, I want to talk to you about something. It just, I thought we worked great on that call together. Yeah. Like, it was a true, I mean, you know me, Jeremy, and talks I've had between you and I before. Like, I'm, I very much am on the same page of fire and police do the same job in different uniforms for the most part. And that was a day where I felt like we had a good multi-agency group think going on. And it, and it worked. And people benefited from it. We had the acute emergency of the psychiatric help for the juvenile. And then we had the longer road kind of planning ahead for the mom. You know, and it was, it just worked. And 
you know, we were, God, that was, how long ago was that? That was some months. Uh, yeah, it was last fall, wasn't it? Yeah, and I just, I remember talking to him outside the ambulance before, I think we even left the call, and exchanged the numbers, and I'm like, I'm going to text you, you know, and told him about the podcast and what we do, and it was just, right then and there, you were like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. So I literally went home that night and binged every episode, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, every single episode. Ah, so that's no. why our views went up by one on every yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm your number one fan. No. Yeah. That's a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, no, it's it's nice when there's lots of times we hand off calls, you know, we're like, this person just wants to go to the hospital or this person this and that. But like And that's a lot. Yeah, exactly. I mean that's lot. lots of our interactions with you is like, hey, they want to go to the hospital. It's really nothing that we can do, but it's nice to have those calls because every once in a while, it's like it, you know, it's like once a quarter, we'll both get to work with each other, you know, trying to solve yeah. some kind of issue, and it helps a lot. Yeah, it helps them. It helps uh, us because yeah, like you said, we feel like hey, we get uh, you know we did something good today, and actually will make a difference, which yeah. is nice. Well, and that's you know, for me, one of the most frustrating things is you know, getting called out somewhere and, you know, we show up and you guys are there where everybody's there and there's nothing any of us can really do because mm. it's not really a law enforcement issue, but it's not really a medical issue or a fire department issue or whatever. And it's like, oh, all right, what do we do here? Cause this, I'm, we can't let the situation stay how it is, mm -hmm. but it doesn't really fall in anybody's wheelhouse. How do we unfuck this? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've said that many a times. Yes. Like, yeah. So and it's just it's frustrating, but mm -hmm. and, and a so, lot of times kind of like what you said, how do you unfuck it? Well, ambulance shows up. That's how we do it. Yeah, and and, guess, and, and, and that's and, that is, and for us, it's the hospital. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and, and, and where where does that domino stop? Yeah. yeah, but I mean, but like Brian said too. I mean, there are so many calls that I mean, you're just like, oh, okay, well, he's drunk again. Well, and to right. think about all the calls you guys have run with us and we've run with you. That it, it it's two in the morning and you got like especially this past summer we we were both dangerously short staffed and you know we may be in a good mood and you guys are on the end of your shift fucking exhausted or you guys are coming on and you know your dog watch is coming on fresh but we're on nineteenth call today and it's like we never even like you guys may have a good attitude but we're sure as hell not once we take them or you, you they had a piss poor attitude with you guys and now we're dealing with the problem and. It's hard to get all the stars aligned sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, lots of times people just don't want the resources. You tell them about it. Yeah. You want to tell you tell them whatever you can, and they're just like, nope. And then yeah. you see them again, and you're like, well, do you want them this time? Nope. Okay. Well, we'll send yeah. you to the hospital. But you know, you can't help everybody. Exactly. You can't yeah. help people that don't want help. Mm -hmm. You know, and I mean, I don't know where where do we draw that line? You I don't. Know, I don't know that I've ever actually thrown my hands in the air <laughs> till I came on this job. <laughs> like, the amount of times I've just been like, what the fuck? You, know, like, you again? <laughs> Come on, get in the ambulance. Yeah, other, exactly. other than like celebrating a touchdown mm. for football, I don't know that I've ever really done it in just awe till I came on the fire department. <laughs> so um, true. Yeah. Well, you know, a little piece of advice I was going to say, you know, um, whenever you were talking about the whole, you know, stars aligning and, you know, 
we're at the end of our shift in a bad mood or, you know, whatever it may be, just remember the words of wisdom from Patrick Swayze. Just be nice. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Just be nice. And when they're, uh, what was it, when they're uh, motherfucking you? Yeah. Or be saying nice. something about your mom? <laughs> just be nice. Yeah. <laughs> that is a classic. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. Great movie. Yeah, that was good. Great movie. All right. So, on to you. On to me. We'll come back to you, too. Oh, I, I, yeah. I can't, I can't wait. Uh, so, I started policing in, what was it, 2016? So, I started tw- uh, when I was 29. And I lived out in Arizona. Um, I graduated high school, Georgia, moved out to Arizona, went to college out there, took a business class. Only business class I took, and I was like, F this. I don't want to – I mean, my dad's in credit card banking. He's been doing that forever. My mom's in medical stuff. I didn't want to go medical. I hate blood and guts and all that stuff. If I have to deal with it, I will. But if I don't have to, then I don't, you know. Um, Damn, you all should fix this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's lots of times where, like, they're like, hey, do you want to see this? And I'm like, if I don't have to, I don't need to. Yeah. That's uh, that's yeah. exactly go, go how I am. Send, uh, go ahead yeah. and send the uh, EMS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the lady with the foot the other day, I did not go to the uh, – she had frostbite and her, like, foot was peeling off, uh, like, the bottom of it. And like Bloom her. kept going, hey, uh, are you seeing her foot? And I was seeing it from, like – I could see the top of it and I could see the skin coming off. I was like, I don't need to go on the other side. I don't need that in my life right now. Because I thought it was a bandage at first. <laughs> no, and I mean, it, oh, it, no. it straight up looked like yeah, like a big-ass bandage. Yeah, it really did. But so it, I, was, I was looking at it and I was like, yeah, that doesn't look right. <laughs> like, these are your toes? But her, And it was just dangling. Like, I mean, it was like all jokes. It was like probably a quarter inch of skin. Like flopped over, yeah, mm-hmm. and her toes are black, and I was just like, "Oh, yeah, I have frostbite." And we we're like, "You do, ma'am," and she was hiding <laughs> in a cabinet inside of the adult daycare center. Yeah, so seems, I know seems pretty normal. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I didn't want to do medical stuff, uh, business. Well, I mean, I just didn't like it. It's boring behind a desk. I played college baseball. I love teams. I love being in team. So I was like, you know what? Let's do criminal justice. You know, that's what everyone does. I didn't know what I want to do. I didn't know if I want to do fraud. I didn't know if I wanted to go into law or something like that. So I did that. Um, got my associate's degree, then went on to get my bachelor's. When I went to get my bachelor's, that's, I was probably 23. And that's when I was like, you know what? I kind of, I think I want to be a cop because I had a bunch of cops teaching the uh, criminal justice classes in uh, at my I went to University of Phoenix. We have never lost any sports games in our life. Um, what? We, we don't have sports teams. Yeah. 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 Anyways, say, but uh, we're yeah. still yeah we're oh no um so <laughs> yeah go Phoenix. Anyways, um, I went undefeated. <laughs> still undefeated. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> I thought uh, that was just an online school. There's actually a brick building. Yeah, yeah. You can go to there's brick and mortars that you can office. <clears throat> yeah, well, and Phoenix <laughs> is where it started, obviously the name. Mm-hmm. Um so they had a lot of brick and mortar, but there's one here somewhere. I don't know where it is. Well, there was one here. I don't know if they have it anymore. But yeah, so I went to brick and mortar because I did not want to do online. Um all the guys were that were teaching it were police officers and I was like, I think I could do this. And he's like, if you like the teamwork, I mean that's basically what you do all the time. Because, like, you are trying to help people, but then you're also, like, trying to catch bad guys with your friends. 
and you're like some of the bad guys are really bad guys and you get to do car chases and stuff and you get to like tactically do this and i was like that sounds kind of cool <laughs> so i started applying out at university of phoenix uh the recession hit i was almost all the way through their process and they were trying to hire a thousand cops and then it was 08 that's when it hit and they just said nope we're not hiring anymore and they didn't start hiring again till like 2015 or something Oof. so I applied for like four or five different agencies out there. I moved out here in like 2011 for like three months. Tried at Olathe and uh, Shawnee. But I mean, every agency at that time, because they were so underfunded, short staffed, well, just underfunded mainly because of the recession, was only hiring like five people at a time. So I was just in, I was in business banking, just like my dad, because I'm really good (laughs) at it. It's uh, not a... uh, it's not hard, but I was just bored to death at my desk. Got married, moved out here, um, decided, hey, I'll give it one more try. Because, I mean, if you feel like, I'm sure the fire department applications are hella big. Are they like really in depth applications? Um, I think it was one page. Okay, yeah. never mind. So, yeah. anyways, when you fill out yeah. a police application, it's like 25 pages of just the most just random stuff. What yeah. did you do on this date nine years ago? At it, exactly. Yeah. When was the last time you smoked marijuana? And I'm like, I'm fucking 30. I don't know. I did that when I was like 16. <laughs> I don't even remember the month. What do you want me to do? It's not like I didn't do it yesterday. I don't know. Date and time. Jesus. Um, so yeah. So filling out those, you just get tired of it. So I said, screw it. I'll do it one more time out here. I was working at commerce bank and, uh, put in my application to my, uh, department out in Johnson County. And got on, and I was super excited. And then uh, the current department I'm on actually sent me an email and was like, hey, uh, by the way, we're hiring now. And I was like, I'm already in an academy. I'm not going <laughs> to screw this up right yeah. now. Uh, so I did that and uh, really, really enjoyed it out there. But I kind of wanted to have a little little more fun, a little, little bigger city kind of life. Um, where I came from, it was a little smaller and kind of boring you do a lot of duis i mean i got really good at duis but that was it i mean every once in a while you'd get to foot chase someone and still haven't lost one of those yet um but still get to do still get to because <laughs> he hasn't chased me <laughs> exactly yeah right. you're like a cheetah yeah yeah um mm-hmm. i think like when when everyone starts like you know i want to help everyone and i want to chase cars and do good things But after a while, like when you kind of do the job, uh, your vision of or your version of helping people is like completely different. Like I went from I just want to help people. I don't know how the hell to help people as a cop, you know, because I wasn't a cop yet. And so then you become a cop. And some of the ways that you help people is by taking people and putting them in time out, you know, taking them to jail. And that person may have a better night. You can help them get the you know, services that they need. You can help. uh, I mean, I've helped a couple of people go to DV shelters and they stay there, which is like awesome because you're like, oh, good. You're away from your abuser and stuff. Um, I mean, just getting bad guys off the street. You don't realize that that actually helps the community more than what, you you know, like you're like, hey, I got to chase someone. Yeah, it's a ripple effect. I am always going to refer to jail now as timeout. I, that we are literally we're adult babysitters yeah you you, <laughs> you just did so i had a lady today that was in a house trespassing and i had to crawl through a freaking window because they screwed the door shut and i said come here and she goes why and i'm like because i'm the police come here 
And she kept saying, why? Like, over and over and over. <laughs> Just because I said so doesn't work anymore. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I'm like, what the heck? So, you know, I... We got her out of the house, and I'm like, "You're going in timeout." I'm, I'm, I, and I like to say this because it's funny. I'm like, "I'm not mad at you right now. I'm just disappointed." <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it gets them. It gets them. Yeah. Or and it makes me laugh too. So it's just kind of funny. That's sometimes. a, that's a, that's a varsity saying right I, there. <laughs> I will say that. that yes. Is, that's pretty awesome. I had a drunk guy in Westport a couple of years ago. It was just acting a fucking fool, and uh, we were just like, "Hey, shut up, sit down." And finally, I just said, "Hey." You're being that guy right now. <laughs> and this motherfucker goes, I don't want to be that guy. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I was <laughs> now you get to listen to crying yeah, for like, 20 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Dude, I don't mean to be that. Hey, can we hang out? You know, like, no, just stop. Yeah. No. I'll see you at the station next day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so it kind of took me a longer journey to get to – being a police officer, but I, I love every minute of it. It's a blast. Yeah. So I have a question for you guys since mm-hmm. you have a little bit more time on and you're a little bit newer. Whenever everything happened a couple of years ago, you know, we had the riots and all of that stuff. How has that changed your perspective and about policing and how you do things? Like, and I know that you're new, so, you know, I don't know yeah. how much you had to go, but like, what was the shift for you guys? I wouldn't say it's, I mean, it's changed a lot. I think how we look at things. Because uh, I was in a, in a proactive unit during the, the protests and the riots. I was down there about every second of every day. You know, I mean, it was miserable. Because I mean, 90% of those people there at the plaza didn't even live in Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it was hot. They're just there just, just to raise ruckus. Yeah. Well, and that seemed to be the general consensus with all of the places that were experiencing big rise like the people that were mm-hmm. causing the most problems weren't from there yeah yeah and had nothing to do with that protest yeah yep i mean stay home yeah yeah i mean this isn't a friday night i think when i i started my first academy was when the dallas uh shootings happened they had the four it was the four cops that got killed mm-hmm. five cops yeah they got killed they had that sniper yeah and then like a month later was like louisiana so it's kind of weird there was no riots or anything at the time but it's like hey people are you know killing us yeah and you're in an academy and it's just like holy crap um and go yeah and, and, yeah and here you go here's your gun here's your badge go out on the street have fun yeah. um and then so when i did three years there and i came out to uh my new department and the riots were going on um I already had kind of like an idea of what was going on and, and just kind of how people were. And you're like, Oh God, I got to deal with these riots now. But the coolest thing was where we work, they were like, when everything started going on and the riots happened, they just were like, thank you so much. Like on every call, don't listen to that noise. We hate these people. They're idiots. You guys are doing a good job. And it's people that you wouldn't even think that would ever thank you like people that were just like oh f the police but then they were like hey thanks you know thanks but for being. a lot of it was that older generation yeah I, I had a lot of young people too like 30s i mean as the you know but yeah the older generation too for sure yeah but there's a lot of people calling the station non-stop saying hey uh-uh don't listen to that we want you here and then when they came out to our station to protest it was like a huge 
no, no. Oh, yeah, and that was the locals. Like, Yes, no, the locals here. are like, these are our cops. Get out of my station. Get out of my yeah. hood. F you guys. We're the ones that can mess with them. You can't. Yeah. And so they... We've earned the right <clears throat> to mess with these guys. Yes. The you o- haven't. The OGs sitting on the corner, they sat there, and uh, one guy walked up to him, and he was like... It was a, a black dude walking up to a bunch of other black dudes, and he's got a sign walked up to him you can't hear what's going on but i'm standing out there i'm watching this they grab his sign tear it in half throw it at him and then they kick him in the butt and then they chuck water bottles at him until he ran (laughs) back to the crowd well that same guy's walking over on the street uh hour later a pickup truck pulls up yanks him into the pickup truck and drives off and we were like there for the protest and so everyone was like did we just watch a kidnapping happen because they like grabbed this dude chucked him in the truck and just drove off and we're like all right well the neighborhood definitely wants us here they don't want these guys here problem solved yeah exactly so yeah 10 hbo hbc yeah yeah exactly there we go yeah i like that yeah yeah so i mean it was it was a weird perspective because like whenever the I remember when the Dallas and uh, Louisiana thing happened. There was a lot of people like bringing in food to even at the academy. They were doing it out there. But then when the protests happened, we had a million pounds of food brought to us by just random people that would never, you know, usually donate food and stuff. And it was every station was like that, and it was every city. I remember my truck club. We donated probably a thousand dollars worth of like Gatorade and food. Yeah. And I had texted the FOP president. I'm like, hey, you know, what did you do? He's like, oh, just bring it down to the Century Towers. And so we were like, oh, yeah, we're all excited. And the yeah. truck beds are loaded up. And we pull in there. They fling open the doors, and there's pallets of shit. And I'm like, well, no, it's not so special. Oh, no, we – It lasted It lasted months because we loved it. I mean, we had it – after the riots, we had it for like two, three months at our station. We had just everything you could think of, all the Gatorades, the granola bars, and all that stuff. It was good. Nice. Yeah, so I'm. It was a it was weird because you know who's making the noise and why they're making it, but the citizens, you know, spoke uh, louder than, than yeah. that. I mean, but no one sees that in the media. Well, no, because they have a narrative. To yeah, push. exactly, and it's perfect for us because I mean, I don't care what the media says. I'm like, they're the ones who matter because I have to see them every day. So let me let me refine Jeremy's question a little bit because that was a great answer to his question, but especially in the city you guys are in politics is playing more and more of a role in policing. The two don't go together yet. One is overpowering the other. We've seen that in other large cities as well. What is the feeling knowing that you have the potential to lose your job for doing the right thing? How do you still do the right thing? How are you proactive about doing the right thing? I mean, in regard to that, I mean, just, for me, just do what I do best. I mean, it's I'm I'm not out there just to chase the average Joe for no reason. I'm not out there to violate anybody's civil rights. Me, it's it's more or less during the protests and the riots. I think my sense of awareness has spiked, of course. But for me to go out, I mean, I I know what I'm doing. So I mean, I just go out and do it. I mean. If you see somebody that's violated the law, I mean, that's that's easy. Sir, you beat up your wife, you're going to jail. But, I mean, in regards to actually 
going out and trying to stir trouble up. I mean, you just don't do that. Fair. Times have changed from 20 years ago. They really have. Yeah, it, it, as he likes to remind everybody, it's 2022. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean that's, that's a, it's a good question. I mean, there's really – what's your answer? Yeah, I think like – Because I didn't answer. Yeah. Well, before – when I, because when I first came on, it wasn't as crazy. I mean, it was, you know, like don't do anything like stupid – that's going to get you in trouble. So, I mean, you already don't be the shield. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're already aware of like, Hey, you know, the prosecutor is going to come after you if you do something really dumb. So I did a lot more traffic stops and I was getting a lot more stuff out of cars and trying to do that. But you know, when you're pulling over cars in the middle of the night for like one, one brake light working or tag light out, and then you start seeing your buddies getting charged with stupid stuff that they shouldn't be getting charged with, then you're kind of like, all right. And then once that narrative started to really change in 2020 and even carry into 2021, for me, I mean, we didn't work together before all of that. I did a lot of traffic stops and I got a lot of stuff. And then I would get like, I, you know, I like stolen autos because they're felonies and we can see them easy. I mean, how hard is it to go find a car and then just, you know, get the person out of it. But it kind of changed to more of like, is it worth it to go after the little stuff that could get me in trouble? If I pull over this car because he's got too dark of tint and he steps out and starts shooting at me and then I return fire and then, you know, I, I kill him or I harm him. And then he says, you know, this and that. And then the prosecutor, like, why am I going to do it for something small now? Like, bloom said bigger stuff like you know you're looking for like your shooting vehicles your homicide vehicles and or just people that are wandering the street that have those felony warrants like the big stuff you know you're looking for your like rape suspects and everything so more cautious on the little stuff which stinks because your proactivity was getting the little stuff and getting those people off the street but now you're not getting the little people as much you're getting well, and the little stuff leads to big stuff. It Always, always. But with that narrative changing, you're getting the, like, we've been told, you know, we used to get mopeds all the time and we'd get meth off of them and guns and stuff like that. Well, we started getting told, hey, um, if they don't have a front light on it, that's not a reason anymore. It's not a good enough reason. Well, it's still a law. You have to have a head uh, front light on your bike or on your moped driving down the street in the middle of the night. But they were get all of our cases were getting thrown away. So you're like, well, if I do something to this person because it's still a law, but they're telling us, no, we're not going to charge that. You know, am I going to get in trouble because I, you know, they ran out into traffic and got hit by a car. So as a more proactive cop, it's just hard to let the little stuff go sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's on how you pick your battles. Yeah. Today, it's how you pick your battles. Yeah, I, and believe me, I understand that. I do, but it's it's one of those things for me that just like you know what if it's if it's the law, then you're breaking the law. Just like you know we have rules and regs and all that stuff. It's not that hard to follow them. Yeah. So, but if somebody's doing something wrong and it's like, hey, I I have a reason to stop them, and especially because everybody sitting here knows that. 
typically if it's something like that, there's, like I said, it leads to bigger stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of the whole, we're not going to, we're going to pick and choose what laws we're going to prosecute. Yeah. For. I mean, if you break and, the and law, you break the law. And that's what comes comes down to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's beyond us. Yeah. It's so, above, I mean, and, above and, all of our pay grades. And, and, yeah. Oh, way, way <laughs> above, way above. And it, but it, sad but true, but it, it's the higher higher ups, not like within our department, but I mean, the people that's going to see this through. Yeah. That, that these cases aren't being seen. Well, so then I, why why mess with it? Yeah, and I think that was Moran's point about politics getting involved in policing. You know, it's mm. the two don't mix. They need to be separated out. Well, it's like you said, like you help people by getting bad guys off the street. Like that's how you help in law enforcement. You help your community by that. But if they're not getting off the street, are you helping? Yeah. And if you realize that day in and day out, where's your morale go? I mean, so low it's a trip hazard probably some days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, our biggest crimes right now are... People stealing from cars, theft from autos, catalytic converters. All property crimes. All property crime stuff. But that's because there's not much that they're doing. So there's not. And again, if I go chase that person stealing a catalytic converter and they get hurt, they're, you know, the prosecutor's looking to hammer us for that. Well, yeah. I think that ties directly back to the supply chain issues. That's yep. the only reason they're stealing those. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dang it. Those, I mean, I those... tried to order it online, but uh-huh. it just hasn't been here. So. Boats are stuck in uh, L.A. still, right? Or uh, stuck in the, the yeah. little Bay Area over there? Yeah. yeah. yeah but that's, just... that goes to the point, though, is, is it cause and effect thing? Because how often do we hear, oh, it's victimless crimes? Like, yeah, no, it's, it's not. Yeah. Well, there's, a, there's an officer in your department that just lost a brother-in-law that accidentally walked into two people stealing catalytic converter yes. and was shot and killed. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Hey, James, will you plug that light in? I yeah. forgot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> As we're Ooh. 50 minutes in. Nah. <laughs> yeah, at this oh, point, I might as well just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought about it. and Just yellow sheet it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we go. We got a couple of those. Yeah, I, the citizens are the ones who we tell all the time, though. Like, hey, if you want this to change, you need to vote this way—not vote this way, but you need to vote this person out because this is why elections I mean, have consequences. It, exactly, and and you know, I'm like, we're never going to find this person, and like, lots of times their house gets shot up, and they're like, so what are you guys going to do about it? And you're like. Not much. I mean, we have video footage of a blurry person, and even if you find it on Facebook, they would have to admit it, but they're still not going to do anything because it's not bullet to skin. I mean, there's there's so many times where a car gets shot into, and you're like, hey, we have this car, and they're like, is it bullet to skin? Nope. Okay, it's not worth it. Just let it go. Because that's the prosecutor uh, declining yeah. to it, charge and stuff. Yeah, I and mean, we could beat this that horse. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. We could yeah. have, we could have yeah. a couple podcasts I mean, I, on this. Have you yeah. noticed that I've kind of kept quiet during this? this <laughs> yes, topic? yes, yes. We'll, I, we'll move on. Yes. to something else. But J- James, what? Well, I'm I'm passionate Should, about it. Like, but yeah. I'm sitting from the outside. Like, it's easy for me. But like, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's. I use this example before. I watched Chicago Fire. And I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> No, this never happens. Like, nobody does this. But I watch Chicago PD, and I'm like, whoa. Because I'm not a cop, and I don't, like, I don't know. Yeah. So I just See, think I wish cool. I could go back to, like, the Andy Sipowitz days. 
<laughs> NYPD Blue. Oh. I grew up with that. I mean, that was my, those are real cops. I never watched those shows. I just was like, this is not what police do. I mean, you're having a career year every day, or career, just a career every oh, yeah. day. Like, you're shooting someone, you're chasing someone, you're catching some guy in Mexico, and then you're going home five hours later after that. No reports, by the way, because you never oh. see him sitting there like, <laughs> you never see him doing that. Ever HBO? Yeah, the, yeah, they're HBO. Yeah, they're like, hey, uh, low, lowly officer, you come over here and yeah. take yeah. this report. That's, what that's what for happened? The death sergeant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 What happened here? Well, he shot him. She shot that dude, and then I shot that one. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? HBO. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I handled it. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> My wife liked to watch the rookie, and I'm like, I swear to God, that guy gets in a shooting every episode. <laughs> And he's back on the street the next episode. I'm like, no, he's getting like two, three weeks off. He's going to have mental distress. He's going to have to talk to someone. He's get like, take his gun away from him. He's shooting people every time. Stop it. Yeah. But Not to remember the fact that he's 50 years old. Yeah, exactly. Well, remember, too, all those shows, they have jails. We don't have a jail. So. True. Fair point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I do love that show topic. though. <laughs> the, the, well, the rookie, yeah, yeah. It, it's, I'm a big Nathan never, Fillion fan I, though. So. I do yeah, like so I've it. I've never seen it. Yeah. It, it. It's a good show, it. and they have. I mean, it's got funny stuff in it, but you're just like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh, it's totally ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm a blue blue bloods guy. I love yeah, blue bloods. Yeah. Zombie, yeah. yeah. but like Danny Reagan does that every episode. Hell, he'll he'll shoot five dudes in thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Next episode, he shot six. <laughs> and it's like holy shit. And all Tom Selleck does is. Thomas mustache. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what world-ending problem do we have today? Yeah. And solved. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But no, it's and we've had other officers on. We talked about like, I just it's easy for us, and then as much as we want to joke back and forth between firefighters and cops, it's easy for us because everybody loves when a fire truck shows up because we are there to solve a problem. When police cars show up, you're maybe there to solve a problem, but that comes with consequences for somebody else. Time out. And it's, I, I don't know, I just don't know how you guys do it. Like, we're loved wherever we get for the most part, except for the Gandys that we aren't going to take <laughs> for the ninth time in one day. But, like, it, it's easy for us because, like, there is love and there is appreciation for the job we do. And for you guys, not so much, and especially when politics or whatever, people's feelings get involved in that and it becomes hard to do your job. I, I do wonder, I'm like, why the fuck are they still doing it every day? Like, it just seems demoralizing some days for you guys. And I, well, and I'm not going to speak for you two, but I'm going to give my opinion on that. It's just like our job. It's a calling. At least that's the way that I would kind of. I mean, is that fair to say? Yeah, it's like an a, it's like an addiction because you you like doing what you're doing, and it's hard to visualize yourself not doing it, and. But it's like a good addiction where you're like, I'm actually doing something. But then, you know, you get the rug pulled out from under you sometimes yeah. with, you know, your fellow brethren getting charged with stuff. And you're like, what am I going to do now? Like, like, do I go look for another job? Do I see what else is out there? And you're like, no, you know, you, I don't know. It's like you give it a couple of days and you're like, fuck, I like doing this. I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. Wake, waking up and driving south half the battle. Yeah. That's what he has. You said that the other day. <laughs> yeah. Waking up, driving south. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's half the battle. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I don't know what else I would do. Yeah. You know, 
I mean, then there's going to come a time, obviously all of us sitting around here is going to, we're going to have to retire and we're not going to be doing what we're doing anymore, but that day is hopefully a long way away. So, and until then I'm going to enjoy what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like when I'm off, I don't think about work and stuff. So I do a pretty good job at like not associating with work and stuff. No, you, you have to shut it off. Yeah, exactly. You have to shut and it that's off. what makes it good to go back in the people that just live for it and work all the off duty all the time and stuff. I think they have the biggest issues because they're just nonstop an officer and like, I'm a, I'm a dad, I'm a husband, you know, I'm a brother. I like doing other stuff. But out then, there. then you get those guys that will text you at like nine o'clock at night and be like, Oh, did you hear what happened? Yeah. Did you hear what this, happened? This? I'm like, no, motherfucker, I'm off. Yeah, I'm exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm crawling into bed. No, I don't care. Yeah. Like, middle of the day, perfect, but, yeah, in the middle of the night, I'm like, no, shut up. No. Well, it's, no. you know, guys get, and girls, I guess, too, you get wrapped up and it becomes your identity. Your, yeah. Your whole identity. Yes. And, you know, if that happens, you're already headed down the wrong path. No, mm-hmm. I mean, be proud of what you do, yep. obviously, yes, but whenever every piece of clothing you wear says <laughs> PD or FD yep. and, you know, yeah. it's... Those are the only friends you have. Mm-hmm. You may want to take a step back and you know. Truthfully, think that's about stuff. one of my biggest issues is I have so many goddamn fire department shirts. Like, I'm, if whatever I do, I'm like, I'm gonna run to the gas station real quick. Like, I throw on a shirt. I'm like, fuck, I'm not wearing this fucking fire department shirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> like not wearing that because I just I hate that the the Randy rescue idea of just like look at me. Like, mm-mm. yeah, nope. Yeah, well, yeah, and like you said, you got to unplug from it. You have to. Yeah, you, I, I you do as soon as, because I, I go to the station in civilian clothes. I change out. And then at the end of my shift, I change back. Yep. And then when I walk across the parking lot to my truck, done. Mm-hmm. It's done. Like, when I get home, the wife's like, how was your day? I'm just like, fine. Or half the time, I'm just like, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably. Unless we did something super fun, but otherwise, But I mean, yeah, I, honestly, I mean, of all the years I've been with her, you there's not really many stories that I, I don't want to take that home. Right. She she could see me and understand that if I've had a shitty day, she'll ask, you'd be like, how's your day? And, I'm just, and she could just tell just by the expression. And she'll let it go for a while. And then if I want to talk about it, then I'll just bring it up and be like, babe, this is what happened today. <laughs> let me tell you about this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's all ears. So, so I mean, she's she's. I can vent. I that, don't do it much. Is you, that something you guys worked out early in your relationship, or did it just kind of happen organically? Yeah, stepping stones. I've been doing this long before we met, mm-hmm. and and she, she has two steps. Or I have two steps, and she has two boys. I mean, I I've been there, done that. I don't want to bring it home. So, but she's so cool into the fact that I mean, when I do want to vent, I mean, she's all ears, and she'll throw her two cents in. By all means, she'll. I mean, she will. And it's just when the conversation's kind of at that mood point, and then we just switch on. So I mean, it's kind of back and forth, back and forth, because we have a code. Like if I go off or do something stupid, or I'm getting pissed, like a little safe word, <laughs> Bronco. I like it. <laughs> So uh, I'm just like, God damn it, man. And she's like, Bronco. I'm just like, mm. <laughs> just all right. 
Shut it. Is it like the Hulk where where uh, Black Widow, she's like, hey, big guy. It's getting real it's low. Getting real sun's, dark. Getting real it's, low. sun's getting real low. And she's just like just like petting you and stuff. Then you run off your spaceship and then fly off to wherever yeah, the man Jeff Goldblum's planet is. Yeah, the man cave for me. Yeah, I like that. Or the garage. Hey, big guy. Sun's getting real low. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pick some pissed off Gandhi to do that to coming up. <laughs> they will have no clue what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, if, if I run one of those calls with you, I'm going to be like, Hey, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds getting real low. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please just let me be on that call, too. Uh, I want to see how that works I, for you. Some of my favorite, like, some of my favorite memories when I retire will be, like, the drunk idiots, like, on calls I've run with PD before. Like, I had, I had Wingate fall out of the ambulance. She was, like, snorting, laughing so hard <laughs> with this guy on PCP. We were making just cracking up with and we had one in east sun that was some lateral god i don't even remember and some like big fat meemaw <laughs> like big fat meemaw was high on pcp and ran her car into a house at approximately two miles per hour <laughs> it literally just hit the wall and just like stopped <laughs> and this lady was every bit of 500 pounds and there was some like lateral from Somewhere in Johnson County. <laughs> not, not me. I don't remember this. No. Um, and he, he does. He's not there anymore. <laughs> oh, nice. And uh, we were talking. We we're like, oh, yeah, she's wet. You know, we can smell it, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, sir, how? what do you mean by wet? And we're like, <laughs> PCP, he's like, oh, oh. Then he, like, we're like looking at each other. He's like, how do you know what it smells like? And I was like. All right, now I'm going to fuck with you. <laughs> so we, <laughs> like, I smelled this lady's BO on top of the PCP yeah, already. Yeah. So I was like, it really like emits from like the armpits. So like go over, ask her to raise her arm, sniff her armpit, and you'll smell it. And he's like, oh, okay. Okay, cool. She's like, uh, uh, ma'am, may I have you lift your arm, please? <laughs> and she's like, sure, honey. And he's like, oh, oh, oh yeah, I get it. And like, I... I'm like hyperventilating <laughs> and I turn around and nobody's there. His FTO's gone, the other two cops that were gone, and I just see hands and knees on the other side of the ambulance just, <laughs> just dying. <laughs> oh, it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you have to take it. It's great. Yeah. I remember talking to his FTO. I was like, how do you do? He's like, oh, you know. <laughs> no, he left. I'm like, it's probably best. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, Moran. <laughs> you can't break them so you fast. you got to have fun. Uh, I don't know. If you're out there, if you come from that neck of the woods and you come over to the shit. I was, mean, and it was in, it was East Zone, too. Like. Yeah, I mean, you have to have some kind of sense of humor. Otherwise, that place will eat you alive. I mean, you'll become a completely different person if you're – you got to kind of – you just got to laugh with everything. I mean, we got – crazy people that light fires on the side of 40 highway you guys i don't know if you ever dealt with her before but holy shit i mean every time we see her on the on the road i mean we just she's always in something different so you just gotta i I'm, mean we try to help we've tried yeah. everything i'm at the point where like if your stupidity inconveniences me we're all gonna know about it and we're gonna have a yeah. good laugh <laughs> yeah i mean most recruits too we try to like hey this is what pcp smells like or i'm like it smells like nail polish not like People just, that was the first thing I asked about, or nail polish remover, not nail polish. But I'm like, that's the first thing I asked. Like, what the hell does this stuff smell like? Because, I'm, you know, you don't deal with it over on the Kansas side ever. Well, 
Ever. Well, well, (laughs) even a lot of other places in this city, you really don't deal with it that much. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But but what what did we learn about that story? He was a transplant. Yeah. Yeah. He brought that shit with him. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. We also learned that James is a Richard. (laughs) That's fine. Yeah, we had a whole episode a little while back about just don't be a dick and... Yeah, so there you I go. I was the episode yeah. Shining Star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, were you in the hot seat right here? No, that, that's... We usually use that seat for the shorter people just due to the mm. camera angle, so... Yeah, you know, I notice the seat's not as high as it should be. <laughs> it does go up. It probably does, but yeah. my feet are touching, and that's, that's yeah, about as... That's, are they? It's as low as that seat goes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if he kicks with enough force, his toes will scrape the carpet. <laughs> yeah, does it count if your feet are touching if your toes are on the ground? Sure. Okay. I'll yeah. give you that one. Perfect. I'm six foot. <laughs> <laughs> you should see him get out of a squad car. It's funny. Do you have to like throw a little box out for no, him? No, he has stuff? to like jump off the phone books. That's true. Said. Yeah. <laughs> The seat I have the seat raised as high as possible because I hate what like I get I've been in his car a couple times, and it's I mean it's a foot difference it's terrible well, it's ten inch difference. Well, I, I like I'm comfortable. I know, and I'm sitting I'm sitting back like this, and then I here's the steering wheel. I'm like, yep, can't see anything. And then I try to raise the seat and it's broken, <laughs> and I can't raise it. So then I get a different car. <laughs> it happens constantly. Only on our 30-sector days. But yeah, yeah, turbo tones. <laughs> <laughs> good Lord. Actually, I rode with my other brother today. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. All right, so what do you guys do with, obviously, you know, you can go home and talk to your wife, so... Is that kind of how you de-stress and all of that, or do no? You I mean, that's have... not a, that's not a, a nightly thing by any means. Okay. I mean, usually nine out of ten days, it's how was your day? I'm like, yeah, let's do it, and it's make supper. Let's do our nightly thing. I like to fish. Like today is my day off. I clean. I got a big fish tank in the basement, so I clean that. Uh, that's mine. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean. I, I my de-stressor is just taking that uniform off at work, walking through the parking lot, taking a deep breath, getting in my truck, throwing on a little Mark Packard ESPN radio, and driving home. And probably three out of the four, four out of the five days that I'm working, I'll usually call my parents on the way home, say hi. They're like my besties. But I mean. It's, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. I've been doing it for so long. I mean, honestly, I could say just taking that uniform off there, that's just, that's a woosah. Really. Yeah. Because on my free time, I mean, I I am not thinking about that place at all. I mean, unless there's a critical incident and that's yeah. involving my own. Nope. Don't, I just don't care. Don't mm-hmm. care. I've been there, done that, mm-hmm. so... Sounds like you have a healthy work-life balance. Yes. Yeah. What's that? 
It, it, but but it yeah. took me. It took Could me, you please explain it to him? Yeah, it, it took me years to find that that happy medium. See, I got time. Back off for another five years. <laughs> <laughs> There's, no, it's not physically possible for you to continue at the pace you are going for another five years. My mom said I'm special. I'm a trendsetter. <laughs> oh, you're special. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. She probably would have said that that mustache looks cool too, because she loves me. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you without a mustache, slash goatee or whatever you call yeah. it. It's handlebars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can love it. It's a hero stash. Yeah. You guys wouldn't know anything about For it. For the longest time, we whenever I first him. met him, I thought he was Mexican. You're not? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just because of the mustache. 90% white and 10 inches black. Oh. Oh. All right. Uh. Right. So, Brian, <laughs> how do you, how do you laugh at my uh, joke? Laugh at my joke. I did. I was trying to do the math. I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah. So, how do you de-stress? Uh, so generally, um, yeah, I don't really talk to my wife about it. Sometimes, if something cool happens at work, I'll like we have a family chat with my parents too, and I'll text them all, like. Fuck yeah, I did this today. And they're like, awesome, stay safe. And then, like, I get home and then I, we don't really talk about it. Um, I think before it was like, you know, the coolest thing I did was DUIs. And then, after like my third or fourth car chase slash foot chase at my new department, it's just kind of like, all right, that's just what he does. So, who <laughs> can, you know, we won't talk too much about it unless you really want to. Um, Usually, too, uh, if I talk about it, it's when we're at, like, a party or something and people are asking me questions or something like that. So my wife's already there, so she's either heard it or maybe it's a new one. And she's like, oh, this is kind of cool. But usually she won't be like, hey, tell me, like, the coolest thing that happened today. Um, I when Yeah, same thing, like, Bloom, I like to take my uniform off and I'm just like, I'm done. I don't like taking it home. Only time I'll take it home if I'm going to wash it. And sometimes I'll wear it home, but to wash it but yeah I, I don't take it home at all uh i work out i like uh, i have a bunch of workout buddies i do crossfit so that's like my own little cult that i get to deal with and we just talk about working out and other dumb stuff and beard well, crossfit so exactly yeah. exactly did i tell you that yeah. i do crossfit yet? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, I, you know i'm surprised by your restraint because it took you an hour to work that in the conversation i know right so. yeah hey, so uh, yeah. yeah. You want to do some burpees after this? Um, um, no. <laughs> yeah. So, so I do that and just kind of try to hang out with the family and just not do police stuff. I mean. But, I mean, you got little ones at home, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. And they're three and two or three and a half and two. Because so. mine are, what, 16 and 13. So they're doing their own thing. Yeah. They I could mean, care less about hanging out with yeah. the parents at this point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they don't really care. Whatever, what Dad. I did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I the biggest thing that I learned early on was like, don't care what you see on the news because if you go home and they're talking bad about police, then you get back in that police mentality and then you start getting mad again. So don't get in that, uh, you know, just don't care what other people think about it and just don't care about it when you're not doing it. When you're at home, be at home. When you're at the gym, be at the gym. When you're with family, be with family. So be present where you're at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because you got those guys that will take a radio on and turn it on Mm -hmm. and listen to it. Yeah, I tried that a couple times, and I'm like, I hate this. 
I don't want to listen to it. I don't want to, you know, I just had the radio at home because I had the extra battery and I'm like, this is dumb. The last thing I want to do is just be sitting here playing video games and listening to this or, you know, watching TV and listening to this. I can't be there. So who cares? Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with the pulse point app. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I'm not putting that on my phone when I'm home. I'm home. Yeah. I'm, I'm off. So I I like it though. Cause it's, it's just fun for, for me. Just cause, <laughs> well, I mostly because it, actually it truly does piss me off. Because then, like, when you see when your station gets a fire, like fucking B shift got another one. Damn it! Like B shift is just burn, burning like crazy yesterday. Lately. Let it go. No, it's I know fair. it's like the car chase. I love car chases, but if I hear that PMs or Dog Watch got into a car chase while I'm off, I mean. I just, I'm like, whatever, I don't care. Cool. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, that's But neat. then I'm also the first yeah. person, like, when I saw, like, the gas, that gas main on main got broken. It's like a nine-hour repair, and I'm like, damn, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> sucks to be B-shift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something I'm kind of curious with, and, and I don't, for lack of better words, I hate to say train or condition, but with your spouses, especially as long as you've been on, social media has really changed the game in a lot of things. How do you kind of help them unplug from that and see all the negative stuff in the media and on social media all the time that just could just cause more stress on them worrying about you guys i don't have social media i went ahead and deleted all that stuff during the protests and riots uh the wife she's on the same page as as i am she just like that shit Uh, she doesn't really ponder the fact and bitch about it and complain and worry and i mean so i mean it's it's simple it's easy just don't worry about it i don't i don't watch the news especially local news i don't i don't do anything with a media outlet nothing i i don't do that and i don't know the wife just she knows she knows how to filter that in and filter it out and put it to the side I mean, if she she sees something like during the protests and all that, I mean, yeah, she was pissed. Not, I mean, kind of at the higher ups that would or wouldn't do stuff, but no, she lets it roll off her. She has thick skin, thick skin. She's a girl that was born and raised in Fiji. She's very, she's straight and narrow. Well, she's married to you, so. <laughs> I mean, so she's extra special. <laughs> <laughs> Born in Fiji, married somebody from Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is a yeah, that's a fucked up mix, isn't it? Yeah. Well, she thought you were William Shatner, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? What? From Star Trek, he's from Iowa. What's his? What's not Scotty? What the fuck Captain is Kirk? Captain Kirk. There you go. Yeah, he's from Iowa. Is he really? Yeah. 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 What the fuck? How? Uh, do you know yeah. what Iowa stands for? Uh, no. Idiots out wandering around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And you're from where, Phoenix? Nebraska. Oh. <laughs> Omaha. That must have to been be exact. some bad corn because you do not look corn-fed. <clears throat> no. <laughs> I didn't. I probably ate too much corn and not enough steak. Uh-huh. And I'm Irish-Italian, so, you know, uh-huh. how tall are we? We're, I'm pretty fucked, okay? <laughs> I'm not, like, German or anything, so. Well. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ir- my, Irish and German, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just... I got well. I'm Sicilian, so I'm like the oh, little then you're tiny. Super I'm really fucked. I yeah. know. I mean, they were just a bunch of little midgets down there. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I can say that because I'm short. 
Aunt Sicilian. Aunt Sicilian. Aunt Sicilian, yeah. 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 We're going to have even... a disclaimer going across the bottom. It's okay. He can say this. <laughs> There's our controversy. We're going to get canceled. <laughs> We're all going to get whacked. Jamie and I have been trying happen. to come up with something. Since like doing our thing isn't working, we thought about maybe not doing our thing causing mm. controversy to get more viewers. What if you just muted that part? You just go in there and scrub it. Am I going to get whacked off then? The show? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to choose a different phrase? <laughs> well, he said you should whack something, so I was that's what I was... I said, you never heard that term before, get whacked? Yeah. Okay. I would hope so. Yeah. Considering yeah. your line of work. I mean, yeah. yeah. Bazaar. <laughs> you want to get And whack. your family. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Well, this is... <laughs> All right. Uh, Bloom, Should save, I just turn Bloom save us. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, what see, were we talking I'm, about? I'm actually being nice tonight. <laughs> I'm being well, I'm I'm reserved. Yeah. Usually I don't have a filter. And that that's probably true. that's probably a negative thing in regards to me and the line of work I do because I Well, on calls you have a pretty 80 percent filter when it needs to come off then yeah. you take it off and regardless yeah. of who's there yeah, yeah. exactly i mean i i i, well, you I, know, I like, put my two cents on yeah, like yeah. you said before you don't sugarcoat stuff and then no, sometimes you know people need to hear the truth all the, yes. true and true. Yes. you know there's ways you can deliver it without being an asshole yeah. true and i'm, I'm working, but sometimes I'm, delivering I, it as an asshole is more it, fun right no but I, your message doesn't get across that's the problem <laughs> If you're just an asshole and you're telling them hey, you're a piece of shit, stop doing drugs. All they hear is you're a piece of shit. Yeah. No, you said Truman. Okay, Truman. <laughs> no. Damn it! Why am I in high age? <laughs> Keep telling people they're pieces of shit and stop doing drugs. Yeah. yeah. I need to yeah. change up my verbiage. Yes. No, usually it's all no, it yeah. is. My saving grace for like calls like that, I'm just like, all right, yeah, send in the ambulance. I just take a step back. I'm like that's <laughs> their fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I say the same thing when I'm on the pumper of the truck. Yeah. yeah. It's got to the point now that some cops are like when we just deal with those assholes, they'll see me get out and they're like, Oh <laughs> like they already know it's coming. <laughs> they're like, Yeah, you're not gonna want to go to the hospital now. And I'm like, What now? <laughs> yeah. Well they got either they go to timeout with him or the mm. consequence bus with you. So yeah. 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 Or they know they're going to jail and be like, Nope, I need an ambulance. I got this for uh, 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 I, 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 I'm having a heart attack. I'm like, No, you're not. Dude, but, you're I mean, gonna be out calm. in two hours. Just go to jail, get your fingerprints taken, and just make this easy for everyone. Nope. nope. My heart. My heart. Oh my god! Because I had that years ago when I was working in Center Zone. I was down in River Market. This is kind of a funny story. So I was messing with a guy named Joe. Oh, I mean, he's just a hardcore alcoholic, and he had a good felony warrant out of Greene County. So I'm like, all right, put him in cuss. The wagon's there. He's like, nope. I I, I need a name. So I'm like, for what? He's like, I'm I'm I think I'm having a stroke or something like that. And I was just like, no, you're not going to the ambulance. No. So my partner called ambulance. I was like, Joe, do you know how to swim? He's like, no. I go, good. We're walking to the river. <laughs> He's like, I'll go to jail. You're right. I don't need that. I'll, I'll just go to jail. I'm sorry. I was like, Joe. And this is like the 20th time I arrested him. I mean, good dude. Just an alcoholic. I was like, Joe, you know how to swim? He's like, no. I'm like, let's go, buddy. <laughs> He's like, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> oh. 
I mean, sometimes people need that. They just, you can tell them sometimes too, like, hey, if you stop dicking around, you're going to be in and out in a couple hours. And if you go with the EMS, then I'm going to sit there with you and you're going to have to deal with me. And then you have to deal with detectives and it could take you like six hours and you're probably not going to get food. So do you want food or not? Because yeah. now it's just like, just, just go to jail. You're going to be in a 24-hour hold. You'll be home for supper before I will yep. be. And they're just yeah. like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or go with the ambulance, get a big, fat ambulance bill, and still See, go that's to jail. What I think we need to start tacking on ambulance bills to court costs. <clears throat> I, I would love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my new. If I'm president of the world, it's the first thing we're doing. Before we solve world well, hunger or anything else, <laughs> ambulance bills are getting attached. When, when, I, when I was in center zone, this is years ago, we had two prolific guys that would, I mean, every day, every day. So I did some research on it and looked these two guys up in the system. I even went to every single hospital in the metro. Two dudes in 28 days. Guess how many times they were taken to the ER? Probably 60. Oh, at least. 67. In 28 days, two guys, 67 times. And it was the same shit. Drunk on a bus stop, drunk here, drunk there, whatever. So then I went with the court advocates and showed them all this paperwork. And then they got to the judge. And, yeah, just kind of, granted, they didn't have to pay those bills, but judge was like, yeah, this has to stop. And it stopped. Did one of those people go to Warrensburg? <laughs> oh yeah, no, I know who you're talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> the female, uh-uh. We had an old dude that was a chronic, and then PD had basically did that. They're like, "Hey, first thing, start with the J." Yeah, like, "Hey, this is enough." <laughs> no, yeah, he did. I thought you were talking about somebody else. <laughs> so, wh- and that's another story. Why is it that it has to go? And I mean, that kind of seems like the extreme, right? You had to go do all that legwork and get it all the way in front of a judge. I did a lot of leg for leg that work. to stop. Yes. Why does it have to get to that point? Part I, of it's the the hospital not wanting to go to a judge as well because we can we can help, but it has to be someone. I mean, it's mental health stuff, obviously. Well, to, yeah. and to the hospital, it doesn't look that bad. Of the sixty-seven, one hospital maybe only got yeah ten or fifteen. The nice thing, so we had Doctor. Erica Carney, she's the fire department's medical director on the show. Um, and when she became medical director, she basically started the, we don't call them frequent flyers, we call them high utilizers. Mm. Yeah. Like lists. And she updates it weekly. And it was very convenient because, you know, while you're dropping off a patient at the hospital, you'd flip through it and look at it. And it would show, like, resources offered, all this done, because sure shit, you'd run them and they'd be like, well, I didn't get this. And you're like, actually. Yeah. According to the sheet, you got this, this, and this, and you denied this, and you threw a sandwich. Yep. So, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, lots of the judges, too. I mean, it's hard to get people through, the like, to take their rights away and get them into mental health court so that they go to a hospital <clears throat> to try to get resources because of, what was it, 60, 70 years ago when they were throwing people in. The sanitariums. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they were... Now they would be a good idea, but what they did to people back then, not a good not a good idea what they were doing, the testing and all that stuff. But if we had it now, we could put these people in places that would get them services. Like the dude's wife that I was telling you about today, she finally got put into a nursing home where she can get released during the daytime. 
she gets her medicines at nighttime and then she can wander the streets or do whatever. She usually goes over to her husband's house, but then she goes back to the nursing home to go get her services. She has to, she's court ordered to do that. And so she's, I mean, but that took, I'd been on here for three years. That took two and a half years of my time. And I don't know how many years before that as well, before I was here, because I dealt with her constantly, like once a week, wrestling her, fighting her, doing DV reports. They're beating each other up. I mean, it's just, it took forever. So that's why it just. Well, I mean, the unfortunate fact really is mental health services in this country are let's just say inadequate yeah no oh, yeah underfunded mm-hmm. yes yeah 100 percent. yeah i mean you guys run a shit ton of them we run a shit ton of them we run a shit ton of them together <clears throat> well and your city throws three million dollars towards a houseless or whatever they call themselves union instead of giving it to the mental health courts when you could give that money to a place that will actually do something with these people when you can go take them there against their will because they need it. I mean, that works wonders. But like like you said it earlier, it's the ones that there's so many that just don't want help. Yeah. That just refuse to, to take anything. Yeah. Because when I was in centers on my partner and I did uh, through the, the veterans hospital, with the advocates there, we did the veterans outreach. So we went to every single homeless camp. And our goal was to find veterans and get them the help they, they need. That was the, that was the main focus. Mm-hmm. And out of, out of, I think I had eight that were veterans. Guess how many wanted help? Zero. Zero. But doing that, I was able to get two of those. And they were older. I mean, they're in their 60s homeless actually get them in to restart and start a new life and part-time jobs and they had their own apartment and did what they needed to do. And then we had another one and his nickname was White Hawk. His uh, family member in Alabama passed and we had an attorney or come in, a family attorney come into the station asking for me. So I go up there and she's like, I need to find this person. I'm like, why? I go, I know exactly where he's camped at. She's like, well, the last living relative passed and he's been inherited this like thousand acre ranch and horse ranch in oh, Alabama nice. and like $6 million in the bank. And we went there and I told him and he's like, okay, and I was like, let's get you a hotel cleaned up so you can go. He's like, can I take a couple of my buddies? I was like, that's up to them. So then the next day they were clean shaved, hair did, wearing a nice suit jacket. And he's just like, Officer Bloom, he came up, gave me a hug. He's like, love you, buddy. Thank you. He goes, you never gave up on me. I was just like, you just won the lottery. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. That's the only reason you're going. Yeah. He's just like, I'll... And he did, actually, about a year later, send a letter to the station. He's doing good, riding horses and living the dream. Yeah. But point is, is that a lot of these folks just don't want help. And I just would want to just slam my head against the wall. I'm like, I am here. Because I know a, 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 an older gentleman that was a combat medic in the Army... And he did like four tours and he did his last one on Desert Storm. I'm like, you were honorably discharged. You did everything perfect. I, your, your wife was killed in a car wreck. Your, your daughter left. You're homeless. Let me help you. He's like, no. And you know why he said no? Because one of the restrictions to be taken into that outreach program is that you had to be sober. 
He's like, oh, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't drink. I'm like, they're going to give you an apartment. They're going to give you a part-time job. He's just like, nope. And then found him in a camp, deceased. I mean, you can't, it, 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 it sucks. It hurts, though, that the ones that you are just like, man, I'd take you in and put you in my basement if I could. That That's that's probably the hardest of, of this category of people that we're talking about. Yeah. They just don't want it Yeah, at all. Well, and I think it even goes, it goes kind of even further than that of them maybe not wanting it or, because whenever you talk about mental health, there's so many aspects of it. Like maybe if he had been actually medicated with what he was trying to medicate himself with, with the mm-hmm. alcohol, he would have wanted the help. Yes. You know? Yeah. But when you're down that rabbit hole that far. Oh, yeah. It's, you yeah. don't see a way out and... No, why would I take the help? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder, too, sometimes I, I think, like, what if we had all the money for mental health and you just started, like, this person has been a problem for this is how many CIT reports I have. And once you hit that certain CIT report number, they just get taken. They go to that. Ho- they forcibly have to go to that hospital. If everyone else on the street's like, oh, shit, John just got taken you know they just took him to the hospital to go you know get his medicine now he's got he's at this hospital getting help if they're gonna start going well maybe i'll try not to do this anymore maybe it'll kind of keep them from doing that because we had a lot of people last year i i haven't seen this many homeless people you know where i work and i've only been here for three years but like it went from like barely any camps so like camps everywhere, well, yeah, and the, like, will that deter people if you like, just snatch them up and like? But oh. with that said, though, the three or four greyhound greyhound uh, buses that they shipped from St. Joe didn't help either. No, of course not. <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, what if you start snatching these people up against their will to make them get the help that they need? As are other people that aren't fully there yet going to go? Yeah, this I don't want to do this anymore because they're going to take me. Against my, I mean, I, you know, you never know. I mean, now. it's it's cause and effect if we start yeah. reducing or eliminating bail, and we start not prosecuting things. Yeah, uh, people. Oh no, yeah, yeah. It's probably going to go up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's, just like stolen autos. I there's just one cat in Eastone that was arrested four times in a week. Four different stolen autos, and he knows that if he gets arrested, the hell, the last time I got him, he just stopped. He's just like. Got out, put his hands behind his back. I'm like, what are you doing? He's just like, take me in, get a new mug shot, I'll be out. Yeah, well, okay. yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, I mean, if they would actually crack down on that, he might like, well, maybe I'm going to go to. Maybe I'm going to run this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or I'll go, <laughs> yeah. I'll go to a different city yes, and do yes. this. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll just get out of KC. Yeah. Go to some yeah. I remember there was a guy, a Gandy, the fire department was tired of that they combined all their money. Drunk, put him on a bus to the Greyhound to Dallas, and Dallas sent him the fuck back. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, we can't win. Yeah, I've, can't. I've, I've, yeah, I've known that to happen a couple of times. We're just like, oh my god, somebody give him a ticket. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, back to your point. I mean, yeah, if they could write that policy or write that law mm-hmm. and make it to where it wasn't kidnapping, basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, yeah. then. Yeah, I mean, who knows what ripple effects that would have of mm-hmm. getting those people the help that they need and getting them off the streets. Yeah, I mean, I think we've all seen the person who gets the help 
uh maybe not fully you know you get the the warrants where you have to go to the hospital and get your medication your shot or whatever but like when you see those people that are on their medication like the the lady i was talking about earlier with the husband Mm -hmm. night and day difference yeah i mean she's on her medicine not fully willingly but she's taking it but like night and day you're like now you can actually function in society and not be wandering the streets and fighting us and fighting your husband and stuff so it's you see the difference and you're like this is a good thing and we need to be doing more instead of handing your person money on the corner maybe but donate that's easy. that money but that's uh, easy. exactly and it makes you it makes those people feel good inside yeah it's that's it, easy for them yeah yeah be, because they're like all right it makes me feel better i gave this person money and you're like you just do you know what you yeah. just did for another well if it's alcohol maybe for another 24 48 hours i mean you just gave them like some yeah. countries do rotations mm-hmm. to the military like once you yeah into- I think we should do rotations through like, I like that. the fire department or police department. Like, yeah. yeah. Is that Norway or Sweden or something like that? I know uh, Israel I know. does. Uh, do they do the that? Okay. There's actually several companies or countries that yeah. do that. But I, yeah. think, I think we should do that here. Like, oh, welcome to the city of Kansas City. Do your two years at the police or fire department. <laughs> yeah. <They're, laughs> like, homeless giving would go. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I, I think, too, some of the people that get into either, you know, all of our lines of, of business, like, and military, fire, and police, some of them just, I wouldn't say are cut out, but they're just, they don't detach like we can. And I'm not saying like we're super cops who we can detach, but we know how to, and we've been in doing it long enough. And we've had critical incidents that have happened where, you know, we're just like, okay, I mean, we can detach and are you okay? Yeah, no, I am fine. Like, this is okay. I mean, that's, that's, critical to the job yeah like you have well, to i mean to it's having it. tough skin and, and a twisted personality yeah but there's some people that get in this job that just i mean I, i'm just saying to your point if you make everyone do it i just don't think you would yeah. get good people for two years you'd have a bunch of people that would come again i mean you see the dead bodies that we see too you know would just make people like oh my god yeah, or for every house it. fire, you'd have one person be like, "Okay, I'll do it." And yeah, five people crying in the yeah. front yard. Exactly. <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's the hose? What's the hose? Yeah. I don't know. There's a reason only 200 people applied last time we put an application process out. <laughs> yeah, it people, is. People don't want this job. Yeah, I think the chief said oh. four went to the last uh, uh, physical that we had. The little runaround. The gymnasium stuff. Really? Yeah, we had four. That's. Yeah, it was. I mean, hey. Yeah. We're gonna get our number. We're bumping yeah. those numbers up. I'm sure the <laughs> those stand- are rookie numbers. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, the standards not gonna be lowered at all. Yeah. 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 Well, that's that's scary because that that brings back a bigger societal picture of like, where did we lose the will and passion to be each other's servants? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's social media. No. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, that's scary. 2020 made it awful for everyone that wants to be in the services industry. I mean, you got COVID with nurses where they're just like jumping ship nonstop. Mm-hmm. And then you have, yeah, fires jumping ship too. Because they're just like, screw this shit. We're getting, you know, and, and us getting hammered by all politicians and media and <laughs> stuff like that. The suburban departments were just like, come on. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. I, I remember... Like, when COVID first started from, like, February till, well, Memorial Day weekend, basically, 
Life was good. Mm-hmm. Nobody went outside. Multiple ambulances and fire companies were having nights in. On the calls we did run, we're like, well, we could take you to the hospital, but you could die of COVID. And they're like, no, no, yep. good. Mm-hmm. Like, it was easy. I think the biggest problem you guys had were like speeders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The roads were dead. Yeah. And yeah. so they're just people killing, di- dying because they're driving way too fast or riding motorcycles like idiots. But then I remember Memorial Day weekend, it was the weekend of the riots when they first started. It was like a bomb went off in the city, and it has yet to ever heal from it. Mm-hmm. It's just been like the violence and the call volume for both of us, and now the short staffing, and then the politics. It just you're like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think when the criminals got smart, because they listened to the politics in the city, and were like, oh, we know what's going on now. When they brought the FBI in, that helped a lot. Because lots of the criminals are now in federal prison. So. But we still had a record of homicides. And COVID. Uh, yeah, 100%. COVID. Yeah, 100%. We still did. But, I mean, you got a lot of crazy bad guys off the street. And then, I mean, you still have, but you still have, you know, you got juveniles that aren't being watched and taken care of. I mean, you have this yeah, whole that's society. A, that's a whole nother episode. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's just so. I mean, we can't fix all the problems yeah. right now, Brian. Yeah. Yes, yes, we just, can. We get rid of world of fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> true. That's true. exactly how or, we saw that. We can just move it down here. Well, not down here. We're up here. Down, down where where we work. Maybe move it down there instead of having it up north. And then it'll just it'll be a world of fun. <laughs> move it to the Kansas side. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah, replace. Put. We'll yeah. trade you a NASCAR track for a theme park. <laughs> yeah, we'll just barter <laughs> entertainment. Hey, districts. Schlitterbahn, can I'd we? Be all uh, right. Yeah, that would. I would like a NASCAR yeah, track. I'd, out here. I'd be all right with that. Yeah. yeah, a NASCAR track and a second round pick. We'll give you worlds of fun <laughs> and Cerner. <laughs> and Cerner. <laughs> the rest of Cerner. Yeah, because yeah, half of them, half of it's in what Wyandot. Yeah, my Legends. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I could take Legends. I like Legends. Yeah. 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 We got Zonerosa. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, we'll have to we'll have to consult the draft board. Zonerosa. Oh, that's that's like a dying place now. There's so many. I haven't empty been shops. there since 2015. I went to the comedy club recently, and there's like six that's shops there. Yeah, it's somehow. Well, it's attached to the barcade now, but it's just like dying. There's like stores missing everywhere. It's yeah. been dying for ten years. Yeah, it's just it's awful. So. But we got top golf. No, wait, tea, is it tea shots, shots. Yeah. yeah, I still haven't been there. It's, it's pretty okay. fun. I mean, I'm just terrible. I'm so god awful at golf. I just have fun with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, tea shots is fun. They on Fridays, I think they give you, you pay fifteen bucks for lunch, and they give you a free hour of golf. Ooh, card. You get this little certificate, and then you can go back the next Friday. And the, or Thursday or whatever, pay play an hour. So if you get like five buddies, you get five hours of free golf between all of you. It's awesome. Oh, and I think it's Fridays. You should take your CrossFit buddies. That's who I went with. They're too busy doing CrossFit. <laughs> Good night. Yeah, They're probably doing deadlifts with the golf clubs yeah. and stuff. <laughs> Just yeah. a couple snatches. Ah, got to warm up. You know, swing a club, do a burpee. Mm-hmm. Do you have a orthopedic surgeon on speed dial? I do on, not. I have. So you haven't been doing CrossFit long, have you? Uh, Ten years. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You're definitely in the minority. I like food too, Bloom. Don't look at me like that. I figured anybody that did CrossFit for ten years would be buff. Yeah. Right. I know. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> uh, he was looking at. It. I know he's. Yeah. I know. 
Yeah. I mean, did you see my face when he's like, yeah, I work out every day. And I'm like, you I'm, come in sweaty. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You can't, I mean, I like, I eat way too many calories a day. That's that's my problem because I love food. Wait till I'm going to go home and I'm going to just crush a sleeve of Thin Mints. Wait till you're my age. I wake up every morning with arthritis so bad my you, ankles you know, I can barely walk. I, I hear... Everyone looks at me and they're like, wait till you're my age. And I'm like, now I'm 35. And I'm like, that person was saying that when they were 35. I'm like, I'm fine. It's because I do CrossFit. Oh, I was great at 35. <laughs> yeah, CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness. That's uh, <laughs> sure. CrossFit. Hey, I, I'm wearing my CrossFit firefighter shirt, okay? Hey, and we appreciate the support. <laughs> Just Cops need heroes too. You know, I think it's the other we way do. around. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I do get jealous. You guys get to play ping pong and pool and stuff like that. Yeah. I always get invited to go play, and I'm like, I don't have enough fucking time <laughs> to go play. I would love to, but it's like calling any cars. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're we're on to the next one. What's always fun is to see the new kid who's never played ping pong ever play for his first time at a station that would be good oh yes it was quite comical the other day <laughs> this kid i felt bad for him because you know they handed him the ping pong paddle and he looked at it like it was a bat yeah it was that'd be me yeah <laughs> oh yeah that'd be me so yeah they yeah there's some there's some traditions that we have that yeah you know works out I like it. Is it like a ping pong to the naked back skin? No, it's just, you know. Oh. The, the fuck do you think we do all that? <laughs> yeah. You know. Haz like, hazing is no, not okay. I didn't say it was hazing. Like, who can take the most pain? And then you sit there and you're like, all right, next. You know, like the knuckles game. Remember, you like mm -hmm. hit each other's knuckles. It's mm -hmm. the same thing, just with a ping pong and a paddle. Yeah, I feel no, like I you didn't... have some, like, underlining issues. I, now this podcast is about mental health, yeah. but I don't know if we're going to be able to solve your shit today. <laughs> it's been 35 years. No one has solved any of my shit. Trust me, I get told, like, hey, we're going to fix you one day. And I'm like, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. <laughs> good luck. You're, you're the, the guy that's like, no, I'm fine. I don't need help. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. What's wrong with me? Uh, Nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're uh, in a safe space. You yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can we hold hands? Yeah, but I don't know if we are with him in the room. <laughs> I'm fairly confident. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have my CIT. He does. So if he needs to, he'll, he'll be hey, big guy. Sun's going down. It's getting a little low. Sun's going down. That's, that's how he calms me down. I like it. Yeah. It's a good relationship. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> All right. So, All right. closing thoughts. I'll go to him first. He's been doing all the talking. Closing thoughts. Closing for... thoughts. Just anything. Anything. Mm -hmm. What if you could say anything? Think about that. Then don't say that. And then say something. That... No. Oh, then I'm really gonna stay quiet. <laughs> I was gonna apologize for my comment earlier that needs to get which wiped, one wiped off. Which one? The wiped off one. Were you offended the midgets or the silly? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right? That's what I was literally thinking. I was like, which one? Oh man, I forgot. I forgot. Sorry, little people. Oh, Lord. Such a dick. Oh, God. Um. 
closing thoughts. Uh, no, I like what you guys do here. I've watched a lot of a lot of your podcast. Yeah, like good. Cool. Like Thank it. you. And I've been uh, I've enjoyed the uh, the talks and everything. I think it's good to talk about like mental health with uh, what we can and can't do, and just kind of how what our department's able to do, but you know the city won't help with or whatever politics and stuff. But I mean, I like working. I think we have a great relationship with our fire department, which is awesome. I mean, there are cities out there that just oh, hate yeah. their fire departments mm-hmm. or vice versa, you know. And so, but it's cool too because I go on scenes and sometimes you guys are just like, hey man, sorry, you know, shit's going on. Like if, you know, recently when some of the money may have been taken out of our budget, I just remember for like a month or two, you know, you guys were like, hey dude, it sucks. The city's stupid. I don't know what they're doing and stuff like that. So it's good to have your guys' support as well. And we know we're all on the same page. Like we don't like dealing with the same calls, but you know, it's cool to talk about it with, with you guys as well. Yeah, you guys rock. Well, thank you. We know yes. we appreciate yeah. straight that straight up. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, really, like I mean, like Brian said, it's that same team. Absolutely, it's red or blue gives a shit about color. Oh God, I just huh? had a just an image of Doug. Just yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I've, I've seen both of his. Yeah, he makes. Yeah, he since makes, he said red and blue, I was like, Duh. Yeah. Yeah. no, 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 no. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it's, yeah, and, and I feel the same way about you guys because it's, you know, whenever we need you, you're there, you know, and I've had those calls we where We might it's be like, late, but we're good. Yeah, we're well, trying to get there. Same for so, us, if you need an ambulance, yeah. it may be coming from across the city. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, you know, I've, I've had those calls where it's been, oh, you get dispatched on a shorter breath, and we show up, and then it is not that at all, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, dispatch, we need help now, yeah. and it's, I mean, you guys are right there, so- and I appreciate that. Yep. So, well, thank you. Yeah. No. Appreciate everything you guys do. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Cool. All right. Well, we'll end it the same way we, we end oh, every wait, episode. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Wait. What did you want? I get, close, I get closing thoughts. You get closing thoughts, too? We'll give you the final thought. Yeah. Um, something I liked about today's episode, mm-hmm. if like for those listening to it, um. Maybe resources aren't always the best, but I thought Bloom did a good example of showing something that we could do on our own to just one simple thing. And it was the example you give of taking your uniform off before you go home and using that time in the walk to your truck to just start to slow down and turn that switch off. Like it, I thought that was great advice, you know, just for any officer. It doesn't take money. It doesn't take time. It doesn't take, you know, anything other than just mind over matter, making it a routine, making it a habit. I thought it was a great example. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for that insight, James. Hey, look, see, I actually said something productive in my final thoughts today. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I'll tell you what. As a reward, how about you close out the no, show? Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not break routine here. <laughs> <laughs> not break routine. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for stopping by. Um, if you know somebody that is struggling, reach out. Let them know you care. Let them know what resources are out there. If you are struggling, reach out. There are resources. You are not alone. So thanks for stopping by. Have a good one.